When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you live from the Seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. We're joined now here on ESPN Radio. Coach Rex Rex. What's happening, everybody? What's up, analyst? What's going on, Rexy? I'm doing great, man. Coach, the uh... – let me ask you something. I'm a Giants fan, huge Giants fan. Mm-hmm. There's one thing when you get a good – I think of like Ryan Tannehill, nice athletic player. Ooh, good player. He's keeping it together and everything. Now it's the playoffs. We find out what's what. When you're a guy – when you're not Patrick Mahomes, right? Like, right. can you be at least yourself, your good self from the regular season, if not something better? That's what I wanted to know about Daniel Jones. Coach, he was practically perfect. <laughs> what did you think about him against the Vikings? Well, you know, I never saw this coming, did I? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Draft day, everything else. Why? I mean, you know, um, uh, it's it's amazing when you're smart, athletic, tough, and have uh, great arm talent. This is possible when you have a real football coach. We've seen this guy take leaps and bounds, like strides like crazy from Brian Dayball. And this is uh, – and now – you see him on the field, and it's like, I'm going to take this game over. And what I saw, like, guys, it's impossible to rush for seven first downs. That's what Daniel Jones did. It wasn't just about the over 300 yards passing. It was about his athleticism. And when, you know, when, I, when I went back and talked to Jay Billis about the AAU basketball, and Daniel Jones is on his AAU team with two NBA players, and they put Daniel Jones on the best player they had, when they played. Well, guess what? That means some. This kid's when, – when you talk about competitiveness and you talk about the biggest moments, that's what this kid's – I hated the draft about, pick. Man. I hated the draft pick. Oh, yeah, second, and I didn't. That's a I day two guy. One. What are you doing? You're burning a first rounder. And then it looked, didn't look good. He couldn't hold on to the ball. And this, that. But, yeah. but key, as Coach mentions, if, you ha- if you're put in good positions and coached up, it's night and day. Yeah, good coaching means a lot, man. I mean, we we know Rex knows that, Jay knows that. It's all about system and coaches. If they don't utilize you right, it puts you in the right position to succeed. Many people have been drafted in this league. Opportunities have come, but when they're not in the right situation, they look like a total nightmare and a shell of themselves on why they were scouted, why they became the number one picker or, or a guy in the second round. Because, quite frankly, guys, sometimes guys that are coaching them up shouldn't be coaching them up because they shouldn't be hired in the first place. That's just the reality of it. There's nothing secretive about that. Um, Rex, what did you make of uh, Kirk Cousins' performance in this particular game? Well, he looked like Kirk Cousins like he always does, right? <laughs> like, you know, puts up great numbers, and then when, it's, when it comes to the biggest moments, he comes up empty. That's what the, the, the story about <laughs> Kirk Cousins has always been. Everybody always questions that. And then at the end, that ball has to go to Justin Jefferson. I don't care if there's eight guys on him. That ball at the end of the game has to go to Justin Jefferson. You go underneath? 
Like well, he go under, by the way, and, and on that's fourth a, down, he didn't get a target was, in the fourth quarter. No, well, and that's it. And every well, the coverage, the coverage, they were in man coverage on that last play, like, and they doubled Osborne. They they came down with a rat on Osborne. Like, are you kidding me? The ball has to go to Justin Jefferson. Here's the other thing to me. All right, I'm looking at um, the first thing I thought of was, and and I'm sure maybe the fans are doing the same thing I did. Did this guy think it was third down? Like that's the that's the only way that ball can go there. Now his his explanation was he felt like he was going to get sacked. Yeah, no surprise. Uh, Dexter Lawrence all over the place. All right, in that game he was awesome. But no, the ball has to come out on time. You get it. The ball should come out on time, but it should be going to Justin Jefferson and nobody else. Why do we always say oh, in 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 critical situations it's players over plays. And, and I, I don't understand. There's there's no other – he said, well, I never felt good about it. I don't care if you felt good about it. That's our guy. He's been the guy, the best receiver in the National Football League. It ain't about, well, boy, the Giants did something different than any other team did bullcrap. They, 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 they roll their coverage to him. I get it. The ball should still go to Justin Jefferson. Yeah, the check down just seemed like it was Ridiculous. embarrassing. It, it was really embarrassing. The way to yeah. end the game that way like – Well, at, at that least, point he had to get rid of the ball. Because they had him. Yeah, but, but Max, there's a lot of times that you, you get rid mm-hmm. of the ball, you got to make a play. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like you're always in harm's way, Rex. You have to make a play. Your team needs you to make a play, and that play isn't a check down. Like, Guys, Coach, said, like Coach said, number one, you are a veteran quarterback. And on fourth down, you need to know. It's fourth down. I can't throw it in front of the sticks. I got to throw it beyond the sticks, or I got to – where's 18? 18's to my left. Okay, I got that. Let me move my eyes to manipulate the defense, and I'm going to find 18 hella high water. Period. There is no other option at all in those situations. Period. Rex, just to be out of it, and I I get that this is going to be the Kirk Cousins roasting day. It would help if that defense actually wasn't one of the worst. That defense was abysmal. I'm looking at Ed Donatel saying, like, what's actually going on here? The Giants scored 30 points for the second time this season or more? That's insane to me. Yeah, they they haven't stopped anybody all year. Like, I mean, they are absolutely horrible on defense. And and that was it, man. I mean, this was – it was almost like defense optional in this game. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we're giving flowers right now to, to the Giants, and I get it because they won the game and they showed up on the last two series of the game on defense. But this, this was about how the Giants totally dominated Minnesota, which I thought they would, by the way. Um, but that, that was it. Hey, guys, one other thing that I don't, I don't know if, you know, we look at Kirk Cousins. What does he not have? Like, he can do these type Size, of things. Speed. He can throw. Size, speed. <laughs> That's why – Mobility is important. When teams want to turn their back on you in these coverages, yes, the coverage is going to be tighter. You're in man coverage. That's when the legs are important, and that's what he doesn't have. Why do you go out and look at quarterbacks like Daniel Jones? Why do you look for quarterbacks like Justin Fields, like Justin Herbert? And all these guys, they have mobility. That's the thing that's separating Kirk Cousins as an undersized guy that lacks mobility, I think it came into play, uh, especially in, in uh, at the end of the game here. Rex Ryan, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. So, Rex, I'm, I'm assuming you were a pretty good defensive coordinator, right? I was okay, I think. But you, you, you were okay. You yeah. coached in a few playoff games as a defensive coordinator and a head coach. And I'm sure, without me looking it up, you had – you know, 21-point leads, 
maybe even more than that. Have you ever surrendered in the playoffs, either as a head coach or a defensive coordinator, a 27-point lead to a team? No, hell no. Of course not. I mean, the biggest... so what happened to the Chargers? Well, exactly. I think, and he's a defensive guru. Difference was, I was in the top five almost my entire career. All right, that that's that's facts. But like, I did give up a sixteen point lead in a championship game against Peyton Manning. By the way, the year that he was in his prime, winning Super Bowls and and stuff like that, uh, when I lost two corners. But we gave up a sixteen point lead. Okay, I get it. That was it. That's the biggest lead I think I've ever given Everyone's up in my gonna life. Everyone's going to blow a lead eventually. Yeah, yeah every absolutely. Coach but you're not going to blow a 27-point lead. This was a thing where, like, here's what it is. And, and you, you guys know this. The ball should never be, number one, it should be a moving clock always, right? So, in other words, as, as much as possible, it's a moving clock. In other words, we ain't throwing incompletions. And so it's about the running game. You can't have – six rushing attempts or seven rushing attempts in the second half of a game when you're up 27 uh, up Be nice to have a big points. targeted receiver too, right? Yeah. Okay. Be nice to have a big targeted receiver and, available. Well, yeah, Mike Williams, that might have helped. Might have helped. The, but the other thing is too, your throws, what are you asking your players to do? All right? These are what I call catchable balls. We, we want things to come back to the quarterback. Curls, you know, hooks, different things like that to keep the clock moving. That's what it is. And Austin Eckler had how many targets? Like, he should have had 10 targets because you can't cover them. Let them run angle, option routes, different things. That's, that's run and catch balls. All right? And to me, I never saw any of it. And by the way, let the clock run down. Once it's a moving clock, you never snap that ball until there's two or one seconds left. All right? And the reason you do it uh, instead of just one second all the time is because sometimes the defense will start teeing on, will key in on that. So, that's the only reason. But it's two or right. one second. No, no other reasons when you have that kind of lead. And guess what happens? They get the ball, whatever. You limit their possessions. You end up winning the game. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to score another point, and you still can win the game. Rex, I, I'm not a football genius like you, but like just watching Austin Eckler you know, rush for two touchdowns, yeah. I'm like, oh, just bleed the clock, man. Like just – you know, drown the clock. Like, why, why, why is it so cha- – and that's always the thing I feel like with Brandon Staley. Like, some coaches that you meet throughout all these circles are a little bit too smart for their own good. Yeah. They always try to <laughs> outthink you. I'm like, it doesn't – you don't need to outthink anybody. Smarty Keep it pants. Hey, hey, Jay, well, it, it's like this. The key, you know this. This guy thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. He ain't yeah. close. Like, he may be in a math quiz or something like that, but this is football. <laughs> this guy is so disrespectful to the game that the, the coaches that have coached Prior to this guy, look, has he ever done it? I'm going to go for it on fourth down. I'm the guy. I don't care what Bill Parcells did, Bill Walsh, Bill, Bill Belichick, and Bill anybody. Any of the Bills. Any of them. I don't care. I'm smarter than them. No, you're reckless. He's been reckless ever since he took the job. Now he's reckless with his players. Health, a guy that's had a broken neck, by the way, Mike Williams, had back issues all the time, and he gets hurt uh, in the last regular season game. Imagine that. But here's the deal. This guy, he, he doesn't. I don't think he respects the game because how do you not like he needs to grow from it. He needs to grow from not being, you know, I'm smarter than anybody else in the room. Do it. The, you know, there's a reason why those guys want all those rings. And, and to me, the guy, this is what happens when you hire guys that have limited experience. What what he coached for four years or something? And he gets a job. You know, we look at our own Jeff Saturday he had no experience. He may be a good coach 10 years from now. But he, he's had no experience. So what happens? He blew a lead like this also, right? Experienced coaches ain't going to lose these games, I can assure you. 
Yeah, it, it, it's interesting, like, that you mentioned certain coaches blowing games and whatnot. I had one coach tell me who doesn't coach anymore. He says to me, Rex, and you'll laugh at this, he goes, right now I can come out of the bed at my age and hadn't been in football in years, and I could go to the sideline and I'll never blow that lead. <laughs> 100%. And I, I don't care if you if you put us in a wheelchair, roll some coach out there, Marv Levy's almost a hundred. <laughs> Marv ain't blowing that game either. One, one, so, one thing that you say that's like, there's who could possibly argue is lead the clock before the play at least. But can we You're do 20, that at twenty-seven? Nothing. You just want the game to end. The shorter yes. the game is at that point, the better. So at the very least, and then your explanation of why it's two seconds or one second, fine. But it, but bleed the play clock. Yeah, that's, gotta that's bleed elementary. It. Don't snap yeah. the ball. With more than four seconds on the clock. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max, that is the great Rex Ryan, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Rex, as always. Speaking of coaches, how much pressure is on Coach Mike McCarthy? He's experienced. How much pressure is on him tonight? KJM ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. What did Key see this weekend? It doesn't look good. I can tell you that. It's time for Key's Observations. Got Key Observations. And I got some nice ones this week. Now kick it off, Yates. Number one. Number one, we just talked about this guy, Kirk Cousins. It is amazing that Rex Ryan was on with us just the last segment, and he talked about empty stats, and I never really thought about it. His numbers look phenomenal in this football game against the Giants. But when you think about it, he was 39-31, 273, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown, didn't turn the football over. But when it mattered most, for a veteran guy who should understand down and distance, situational football, what to do with the football and who to get the football to. He completely, completely lost sight of that. Now, whether or not he thought it was third down or he just didn't really understand that, hey, man, I got to push the ball beyond the sticks. I'm not blaming Kirk Cousins, but I'm blaming Kirk Cousins. Number two. Number two, Brock Purdy. Ooh-wee, Jay. All he does is continue to prove why he's the guy for San Francisco moving forward. This guy was 30 of 18, 332 yards. Gave me a little more yards than what I wanted. Gave me a little more touchdowns than what I wanted. But that's okay. We'll take those. Those are bonuses. That's icing on the cake. Three touchdowns in the air, one on the ground. 
They get out of there a 41-23 victory over Seattle, and he played phenomenal. Now my former teammate John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, they're going to have some decisions to make in the offseason between Jimmy G and Trey Lance and Brock Pretty. Number three. Number three is... You like Brandon Staley, Key? No, I got it right here. Is Brandon Staley. Okay. They spotted 27-point lead, and they came and got him. We just talked about that with Rex Ryan. Supposed to be a defensive coordinator, genius type, who got the job coming over from Los Angeles Rams. Didn't necessarily have to move, just drive up the road. Got in the playoffs for the first time. I don't want to get on him too much. But when you got a 27-point lead, I don't care if it's in the first quarter or the last quarter. You're not supposed to surrender that in this situation. You're supposed to learn along with Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator, we're going to run the football. And even if we don't run the ball and we want to throw it, we don't want to snap the ball with more than four seconds on the clock. They, they refuse to do that, and they wind up losing this football game. And the one thing out of all this with the Chargers that really, as Jay would say, chaps my rear end <laughs> is the fact that Mike Williams didn't play in the game because you, the head coach, made a decision to play Mike Williams in week 18, a guy who's had an injury history and wind up hurting himself so he couldn't play in the wild card playoff game. That eventually Think about that for a job. minute. Not, that, that not this game, week 18. Number four. Number four, tonight's game, big matchup on ABC, ESPN, all affiliates across the board, whether it's ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN+, and ESPN Deportes starting at 8 Eastern time. The Bucks against the Dallas Cowboys at Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy is eh, hes a little bit on the hot seat going into this football game. I can only imagine the pressure that he must feel with all the rumors floating around, the job openings, the availabilities in some of the jobs. Now, there's one guy in particular that's out there named Sean Payton, and there's another guy on the sidelines named Dan Quinn. What will happen if he loses his football game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tonight? What will happen come Wednesday, Thursday? Will Jerry Jones release him of his duties and thank him for everything that he's done for the organization and wish him and his family well? I wonder what will happen, Max, in that situation. You know that line, right? We wish him and his family well. He's certainly done a tremendous job for us. He's a great person. He's a great person. We're fond of him. Uh, It's certainly a better team now than it was when he joined us. You know, all those. Are we going to hear that at the end of this week? That's why you guys thought, like, last week I'm being insensitive or something when I bring up Jerry Jones' age. And there are some things, and I'm doing it right now. I don't care. I'm not scared. I didn't say you had to be scared, but we're not talking about that. We absolutely are. There are things in this world where the world has lost its mind out of, like, sensitivity to everyone, and you can't talk about some basic stuff. Jerry Jones is an old man. No one lives forever. He is extremely competitive and has built himself up into a multi-billionaire and one of the most famous people in American popular culture, right? But he, as Key says, the one owner he would actually listen to about football is Jerry Jones. It's not like he doesn't know football, right? This dude wants to do it his way. Remember the Giants R-Way shirt that I wore? <laughs> and, and, but he wants to do it his way. He wants to not only win a Super Bowl, but 
be a big part of why they win the Super Bowl in terms of the on-field stuff, right? Preparing that stuff, not just as an owner, as a GM, as a football guy. Mm-hmm. Guys, the question about Mike McCarthy is going to come down to this. Does Jerry Jones hear the ticking of his clock to the extent where he feels like he might not live to see another Cowboys championship if he doesn't make changes, right? If he doesn't give up some control, what becomes more important to him? Doing it his way, or maybe not at all, or compromising and simply getting it done? The reason I bring up his age is not to be sensitive or insensitive or whatever, but the way I see it, that has to be considered as a factor in all this, guys. you're saying if Jerry Jones wants Sean Payton, he has to give up autonomy, it's worth him doing. That's exactly right, Jay. Key, so far, Jerry Jones has been unwilling to take his hands off the wheel to the point where someone like Bill Parcells can really have a long-term you know, success there. Where someone like Sean Payton can say, okay, I can go there and win because this dude's going to sign off on letting me buy the ingredients and cook them up, right? He's going to lay off. That's why I bring it up, Key. Do you think otherwise he'll keep Mike McCarthy? Why wouldn't he keep Mike McCarthy? He kept Jason Garrett for a long time. That's why I bring it up, Key. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Sean Payton is in the cards in Dallas. That was that. That as they say, that train has left the station. Um, there's other opportunities out there. Jerry Jones is not the only individual that's running the team. His sons run the team too. So you're asking all of them to step aside and give full control and take Will Clay out of the situation, Will McClay out of the situation, who's the behind-the-scenes guy who really is the the spearhead, so to speak, of the organization. So you got about four people that you need to remove to hire Sean Payton, and I don't think that that'll be the case um, for Jerry Jones. And in terms of his in terms of his age, I don't think Jerry Jones is sitting there saying, I got to win now, I got to win now because my clock is ticking. I don't, I don't think that that's the case at, at all. I think he just wants to win. Uh, because that's what the owners want to do. Most owners in the league just want to win. He, I, he, there's nothing else that he needs. He got all the money in the world. He's won all. He's won three championships a hundred years ago. It's time to now win another one. The question is, does that put additional urgency if you see the 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 the, the end of the line coming sooner than later? That I, I, guys, it's that's a real thing. I'm not saying I, that's I, I today or tomorrow. But if it's not today or tomorrow, it, it's coming up pretty soon. Does that I, I change know. the calculation for I, him? I, I am not a fortune teller on one's ability to survive in the world. I cannot and I will not speculate on I'll those speculate. things. Coming up, is it time to apologize? Not to Jerry Jones. To me. To Daniel Jones. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again 
by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Whenever I hear the word rebuild, like you think, all right, what is that, a two, three, four-year process? We just watched the Giants rebuild and get to the playoffs in year one of the Brian Dable era. So it's doable as long as you have the right coaches that provide the right culture. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. Do we owe Daniel Jones an apology? Here's my answer. A lot of times, just because you're wrong about someone, you don't owe them an apology. But sometimes when you're wrong, you do. And I do. Because, not just that I criticized where where he was drafted, because I don't think he would have been taken. I will tell you why. Because I don't think he would have been taken in the first round. I think the Giants could have gotten him in the second round. But because he has no, been, I don't, the, think, I don't think they could have gotten him. He would have been the first round pick. You think so? I don't yeah, know. he just probably wouldn't have gone. What did he go six? Yep, probably wouldn't have gone six. But somebody would have taken him in late first, mid to late. But because he has been the object of ridicule <laughs> at times, and yes, he turned the ball over a lot and all that. But really, he was being punished for coaching staffs around him that he had no control over. Right? True. True. And so, as soon as like the first time he was put with a competent head coach. He not only made the playoffs, guys, when you said, okay, now let me see what you got. The lights are on you, Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill couldn't do it. Just be yourself, Ryan Tannehill. Don't be any more than that. Couldn't do it. He was a lesser version of himself, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Jones was the best version of himself. That, that dude deserves a lot of credit and an apology from people like me who at times, not throughout, I gave him a chance, I rooted for him, he's a Giants quarterback, but made him the object of ridicule. When really it was out of his control. That's what I have to say about it anyway. <laughs> Dan Orlovsky, ESPN football analyst and uh, an NFL quarterback, 12-year veteran, is with us now. Dan, what do you Max, think? what's up, buddy? What's going on, man? What do you think of the fact that not only was Daniel Jones excellent, but he was his best self in his first playoff game? What does that tell you? Uh, Brian Dable matters, you know, and we really, I feel like we've said that about Daniel Jones for a ton of games this year. Hey, Daniel Jones, that's the best game we've seen him play type of thing. I think the the way to synops, synopsis, um, the way to kind of phrase it for me, huh? Max, is Daniel Jones went from being a massive problem to a legit problem solver for the Giants. And that's really the journey of quarterbacking is like, can you be that elite big time problem solver and you know this is an offense that many of us know they're not super talented they don't have a ton of offensive linemen that are great players I think their two tackles are going to be really good they don't have perimeter players are awesome and not only did Daniel use his legs what impressed me was how quickly he decided to use his legs that's the problem solving aspect um, you know, I, I don't think you can have this conversation about Daniel Jones either without having this conversation about Saquon. You know, Saquon, my takeaway watching the game yesterday was I felt I was watching San Francisco use Christian McCaffrey. 
I mean, the different ways that they were committed to getting him touches, not just, hey, we're going to turn it around and hand it to him 25 times. It just felt like McCaffrey. And I tweeted this out yesterday, man. Mike Kafka, right now, is he Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan? No. But he reminds me a lot like them when they were younger. And it's just been a very impressive maturation for all those people that I just mentioned to kind of get the Giants where they are right now. Uh, does someone want to talk to Dan Orlovsky? Oh, I thought, okay. Well, Dan, let me follow up with you real quick. Why, why do we continue to downplay or underestimate the players around Daniel Jones? Because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking as, as I'm going through this whole process this morning, here's a guy who's 35 of 24 for 300 yards and two touchdowns and a couple drops, so to speak. But right. how can you beat 35 and 24 for 300, two touchdowns, if there's nothing around you? You're not, you're not Bugs Bunny. You're not throwing the ball to yourself. So I, yeah. I, I just wonder why do we continue, and I'm me included, to underestimate the players around him. Yeah, first of all, it's mathematically impossible to go 35 of 24K. So USD education right there, <laughs> it's 25 of 34. There we go. I mean. There we go. Yeah, uh-huh. that's what I mean. um well i think he just name recognition like isaiah hodgins was cut from buffalo i think less than three months ago that's true that's okay but i agree but we know this world i mean usually if you're a wide receiver or you're any player and you get cut in the middle of the season um you're not this a guy that is viewed as a productive hey we got to have him on our football team his feel and attachment to Daniel Jones has been great. So, Hodgson's a good player. He's, a, he's got very good feel. Um, Gary Slayton's been there for a couple of years, but he hasn't really had moments of dominance because all the other pieces attached to his offense. But he's a good player. Bellinger has been a very good draft pick. But, he, like, there's – Key, if we look at the teams left in the NFC, those four left in the NFC, we're going to talk about tonight Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. We're going to talk about CeeDee Lamb. We're going to talk about all the different pieces that San Francisco has, you know, like all yeah, those, no, all no question, Dan. So there's no question the names are going to pop, but I just, I, I guess when I look at it, those guys are productive within the no Giants doubt. system, but we are downplaying them like oh they they no, they're like we're they throw away. I don't I don't I don't mean to be disrespectful and downplay them. What I'm trying to like, I'm trying to kind of um, keep it realistic and accentuate how well they are performing in their roles, given where where they were drafted, given their talent, given the expectation. You know, the the reality today is that we're all sitting here talking about Minnesota and Kirk Cousins going. How did they? How did they not? You know, all those wins this year in their home first round of the playoffs. Well, that's because the expectations of their football team are attached to the talent on the football team. The Giants right now, you make the case, and it's a clear one, that they are absolutely exceeding expectations. Darren Orlovsky, ESPN football analyst, joining us here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Theo, when I say Brandon Staley, you say? <laughs> Tough to bring him back right now. Tough to bring him back. I, I, when I say and Staley, listen, I, I say no I, good. <laughs> I tried to get better at this in this role that I'm in, you know, because I think like when I was young in this 
in this media world, I was like, fire everybody, you know? And I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious of it. Um, I just think it's tough, given how it looked. And, and I had a long conversation with somebody last night about this because watching the game live, I'm sitting there going, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe what I'm watching. And then I rewatched the All-22 copy yesterday morning, and I immediately texted them. I said, they have no choice. Like, it's, it's hard because it was so glaring on tape, the out-coaching that happened. And you watch um, one sideline with Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence down 27 nothing, and they're just st- stand, standing there like they're not batting an eye. Like, what's, go- what's up? And then you watch the Chargers, and you're sitting there, and there's, you just feel the panic on the sideline. And I think it's this, Jay. I think this is the big takeaway for me. Justin Herbert is good enough, athletic enough, strong enough, big enough, talented enough to, to ascend into that Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes conversation, but he hasn't yet. And I think it's very difficult, if you're the Chargers, to sit there and say the way that we are constructed as an organization right now, he will. When I say stay, you say what? Huh, huh. Dan Orlovsky, ESPN NFL football analyst. Dan, always good talking to you, brother. Hey, Max, how about a little bit more friggin' energy this morning, okay, bud? Let's go. <laughs> well, he, he trust me, a couple segments ago, he had a lot of energy. It was about Daniel Jones. so we were, it's No, it wasn't Daniel Jones. It was Daniel about Jones. some other stuff, but we're not going to mention that right now. What other stuff? Daniel Jones is what Wake I'm up, Mac. Yeah, you wanted to be My- a Paul Barrier, but never just mind. Dan, I just oh, wanted to oh. give David Well, Cl- I mentioned. This Dad, is what, this is what I said no, Max. I said no. Move I on. I got to read. People's Let's biological go. clocks and the end of the line and how that might put more pressure on them to oh, do things gosh. differently if they feel their way hasn't worked so far. That's the corniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Get some more sleep, Dan. I'm going to be watching you later on on all the shows. All right. Hi, homie. All right. Goodbye, Dan. Homie. You think he's my homie? I'm a homie. Did Brandon Staley cost himself his job Saturday night? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Brandon Staley, when you got a 27-point lead, you're not supposed to surrender that in this situation. This guy thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. He ain't close. Like, he may be in a math quiz or something like that, but this is football. (laughs) This guy is so disrespectful to the game, he's been reckless ever since he took the job. Now he's reckless with his players. Hell, this is what happens when you hire guys that have limited experience. Keyshawn, ESPN Radio, we're presented by Guys, of all the least la, da, 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 shocking da, da, da. outcomes of the of the playoff weekend, 
I think the fact that the Chargers blew a big lead and lost is one. Right? Like, I'm not surprised by that, even though it was unlikely once they're up 27 nothing. But can anyone here honestly tell me, KJ, that when they were up, you really thought the game was ever over because it was the Chargers? Uh, I totally I thought, thought, thought it was over. I thought it was done. Uh, 100%. I thought it was done. I because all you got to do, Max, the game was all, over. All, Max, all you got to do I know it's the Chargers. Is all you got to do is, is play a certain way. If they score, right, let's say, for instance, it's 27-7. Then all of a sudden – you kick a field goal, it's 30 to 7. Then they score. They, let's Lead say they the score clock, another touchdown. Run it a bunch. And now it's 14 30. You get the ball. Okay, let me rephrase. You let kick another field goal. Let me you just, that's what you do. Would, is anyone surprised here if we would have said before the weekend, if someone would have told us, um, pick from these scenarios uh, the Bills and the, Ra- the, Bills, uh, and the Dolphins are actually going to have a close game, uh, Ravens and Bengals have a close game, Chargers blow a big lead. What would you say is the least likely thing? Because even my point is least it, likely thing I would say is charges blow a big lead. Right. Even in a weekend where we saw some unlikely things happen, the one that's not surprising, my point is, is that the Chargers Oh, you're saying the least likely I'm saying the least surprising. The, is the Chargers but, blow a big this, lead? Uh, yeah, I'm confused. Um you I, so, I, I like yourself, right, Max. I did I did I confuse myself. I meant least I was, surprising. Was, I'm not surprised the Chargers blew a big lead. I can't believe you guys are. I was really surprised that Nobody frankly the Dolphins that, were in the game against the Bills. Like that. Well, they Bill screwed that up a little bit too. Yeah, that's why I was surprised. I mean with Sky, Skylar Thompson's good, but I mean for it to be like that. Well, yeah, but, but game. remember, what's-his-face turned the ball? Josh Allen turned the ball over. They gave him a touchdown. That's what I'm saying. I, I, th- look, the Chargers are up by 27. There's no way in the playoffs Chargers, man. you're supposed to lose. There's no way. There's this is not the regular season. You're just not just, surprised. No, I get, I get what you're saying. You're thinking it's some New York Met-type. History. You know, yes. Nick stuff. Yeah. I yes. get it. They're gonna but collapse. I understand that. They got, there's a collapse. I got that part. Yeah. But you up by 27, man. So what's And the, also, Max, they didn't collapse this year because Justin Herbert kept them afloat. He did his thing. He did. And again, the um, – One very good lot yesterday, though. The crime in all of this is the fact that you played your players in week 18. That's And it, you man. got one of your main ingredients hurt. That's the – that's my – pet peeve with Brandon Staley is like you're doing like like coach Rex Ryan said you doing stuff that other head coaches that came along would never do but he can't, isn't there a counterpoint to that though about like playing your guys to and I'm, not, I'm not backing it I'm just giving an alternative because I've heard alternative perspectives where having a guy get reps going into the playoffs is also I, a good thing as well like it, it all depends it, on what but you're don't start, leave them in. Yeah, I Jay. Here, I, I agree with you. Here's, here's what I would say, Jay. You've had multiple – and I'm just going to use ba- – I'm going to talk basketball a little bit. You've had multiple injuries in your career, mm-hmm. whether it was the accident or just playing basketball. basketball but I got injuries. you now. you my guy. And you're my point guard. And it's the last game before we start the playoffs, and it's a meaningless game at all. And I know you've had an injury history. I hear you. You're right. Why in the hell would I play my guard who has a hamstring issue and an ankle injury and his back hurts and stiffs up because his hamstring is a certain you – see, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So now you play Mike Williams, who is your 50-50 down the field, big red zone target guy who you could have used in this game. You have Palmer, which is fine, and you had Keenan Allen, which is fine. But the main ingredients 
you don't have because you elected in week 18 to play this receiver who's your one of your frontline guys, and now he missed a game because of back issues. Adam Schefter, ESPN senior NFL insider, of course, on SportsCenter about what's next for the Chargers. I will say this. There's been a lot of speculation about Sean Payton in Los Angeles. It's hard to see this franchise with its history being as as aggressive as it would need to be to go get Sean Payton as much as he might be able to help that franchise. So I don't know how realistic that is, but it's hard to imagine that a loss like this wouldn't result in some type of changes. Wouldn't necessarily mean Brandon Staley, although they'll have to evaluate that. It could mean that they change a coordinator or an assistant coach, but there's no way you would experience a loss like this and have no fallout from it. On the other hand, Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider, on game day on ESPN Radio on why he would not fire Brandon Staley. I think Brandon Staley overall, if you look at the trajectory of his coaching career, has done a really good job by any objective measure. You know, this year, won 10 games. They were missing three of their most consequential players in Rashawn Slater, a very good left tackle, Joey Bosa, a very good pass rusher, and J.C. Jackson, who they went out and paid a lot of money to be their number one corner. Now, Every team has injuries. A lot of the time you have to be a game manager. You know, a lot of people don't realize this, but Brian Dayball is the head coach of the Giants. He is not the play caller. Mike Kafka is. And you could see the impact that Coach Dayball's had. And I think, you know, an earnest discussion about where they are offensively. They did not run the ball enough last night in the second half. That's clear. Um, I think that's definitely a conversation to have. But for me, I I would not make a change. I mean, Key, I got to say, this is the most obvious thing in the world. It's not. I'm not. Forget about like knocking coach right now, right? Like he does some good things, some bad things, like a lot of coaches. Brandon Staley. If Sean Payton is available, and he is, right? He's not working right now as a head coach. And you are in LA. You got the. You got the location, the weather. You got the quarterback. You got a squad. Come on, man. This one, like of all the, this one just seems well, like a like a no brainer. You remember what I said last several weeks? We talked about replacing Brandon Staley, and one of the things that I said is, if you remember, is that I would only replace him if something dramatic happened. Well, that something dramatic did happen. Mm-hmm. They lost having a twenty seven point lead. They lost. So to me, that's dramatic enough for me to part ways. With Brandon Staley, and I understand the history, and I understand the finances. That sometimes the Spanos family are accused of not wanting to spend certain money for certain things, um, and I think a lot of this stems from the stadium issues in San Diego to where they are today. They fired Coach Anthony Lynn after three seasons, and he took them to the playoffs and lost. Yep. So you you just gotta look at it for what it's worth. I got Sean Payton, and is Sean Payton, does he want this job? Or is Denver more enticing? Or is Arizona more enticing? Is Houston more enticing? Is Carolina more enticing? I don't know. Who wouldn't want this job? You got every single thing you could ask for with the Chargers. I can't imagine a coach who wouldn't want this job. But right now, it's Brandon Staley's. He did win 10 games. The Bengals survived. But will injuries derail... Their AFC title defense, Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.